Hello, friends, and welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. This is This Changes Everything. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, is everybody's best friend during a breakup. It's Therapy Jeff. Hello, Therapy Jeff. Hello. I actually... Thank you for that. I thank you for every introduction. You're always kind of, like, putting me up on a pedestal, and I just, like, accept it. I don't even... I mean, you know, I'm just like, thank you. Let's keep on talking about how wonderful I am, and I... I it's really fun enjoy to do. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's all true. It's always true. You know, I, I, it's funny. Uh, uh, we have one of Eli's friends staying with us, and uh, he is a big fan of yours. And he's always mm-hmm. like, "Well, you know, therapy Jeff said da 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 da. Therapy <laughs> Jeff said da da da. So it feels like you know, you you are like an Im- important person when people are going through breakups or going through relationship stuff. I know I you know. were. Before you and I even started this podcast, I used a lot of your videos when Eli and I first got together with mm-hmm. like ideas of what questions to ask in the beginning of a relationship. Yes. I, the, whenever I get like noticed in public, it's usually always someone like a young woman coming up to me and being like, thank you because of you, I broke up with my boyfriend. Right. And I don't even particularly make a bunch of breakup content. It's just like, this is what a healthy relationship might look like, mm-hmm. which then causes you to examine what's going on. Oh and it's, that is the another. truth. Like that yeah. is the, the, when you start working on you, when you start doing the work and, and start recognizing healthy and unhealthy uh, relationships or areas of your life, you, you do some editing. <laughs> you do. Grass school do did this for me and I ended up divorced. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh but I got to say heartbreak is some of the worst pain a it's person the worst. can go. Yeah. It, uh, I really do think it is the worst. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you think it's the worst? Well, when you think about gr- I mean it's grief. It's it's grief right. and it's it's it can often be prolonged and I think there's something about you know when we grieve somebody that we've lost to death Mm-hmm. they're gone. We have to accept that. And there is nothing we can do. There's no amount of bartering that's going to bring that person back. But there is a part of our brain that ha- that is like the what if part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the that what if is part. the difficult. That's the part. Mm-hmm. And they're right there. Like, you know, <laughs> you that it's hard to, to really... I think you're dealing with two things. You're dealing with grief and addiction in a way. You're totally. you're going through withdrawals. So like you don't have that same thing when you are grieving when you lose I mean maybe a little bit, but it's different. It's like there's a there's a a chemical like withdrawal that you're going through through totally. a breakup. And that drug is still out there for you to yes. possibly reach out to or to spy on or to be curious about. And yep. oh my God, it's the goddamn worst. And there was... <laughs> there, it's I, the worst ever. It's so painful. I think maybe... I don't know if this is true, but I think technology has made it even harder. I was going to say the same thing because like it's like that drug. It's like you're, you know, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to avoid all, all alcohol. And every single corner, there's a vending machine with booze in it or something like that's exactly. what, but even worse, because like a lot of it, it's like, that's what you use for mm-hmm. work for so many other things. It's right there. There's, I, I made a post a few days ago, I think a video about how I wish there was like a breakup mode on your phone. So uh, that you there could just, should be. 
If you break up with somebody, you should be able to toggle, like tell Apple or Google, I have broken up with this person. And then Apple will automatically block them, will take all of their photos and put them in a hidden folder. Yes. Will like take all the emails and put those in a secret folder. We'll go ahead and block them and block them on social media and mute their family and friends. This is a we'll, million dollar idea. Yeah. We'll go ahead and like, if they ever contact you, like they won't get through to you, but it will go to a secret folder that if you ever need to access in the future to like log all the times that they're trying to reach out to yes. you, or they can like, it blocks your Spotify playlist that you created together. It makes oh, it so that yes. all the songs that were your songs don't play for at least a year. Or all of the like shows that you watch. I don't want any new seasons to come up that remind <laughs> me of that bullshit, right? Uh, yeah. And if, when I decide to get back on the dating apps, I better not fucking see their profile come up on my phone. I but, swear that was the uh, only profile that that yes. Match dot com because that's when I <laughs> yeah. was what I was using back sure, in the sure. day. That was was my ex husband. I was like already been there, done that. Match, yeah. thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. No, this like we have the technology to, to yes. like just like create breakup mode so that you don't have to because it's painful to do all those steps on your own and then you don't block something and they get through somehow or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I mean, when I oh, break up so with a with an ex and there's like it's so hard to not check their social media. It's like, it's, it's, and, and then when you do that, you're just sort of triggering yourself again. 100%. And, oh God, it's yeah. Worst. I had an ex who went to extreme lengths to mm. put up walls. Like, like he blocked me on Venmo. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> and like, I was almost like, oh, that's a lot of work. But in a way it was a gift because yeah. it, yeah, it was frustrating because there was a part of me that like wanted answers and wanted to. I don't know, put a story together in my head, but it was like quitting cold turkey. And you know, I've been asked. Feel good, but no, it doesn't feel good. But it, I've I've been asked by a few, by two girlfriends from the past. They asked me to block them on all of the socials and on my phone so that they wouldn't have control. Because then if they block me, they can just unblock me and uh-huh. check me out and then block me again. But if I block them, then they can't do anything about it. And that was, I was like, okay. And that was really relieving for them that yeah. they didn't have that. So that's a little hack maybe that you all can think about if you want to block them but you're unblocking them and you're going back and forth just have them block you but it i've told other people that and they're and other people would be like i would never that's so embarrassing that is so humiliating it's hard that's like (laughs) it's i don't know if it's humiliating as much as it is like well yeah why do you think it's humiliating because you're if that, you're giving but, your power away, I guess. Yeah, like, I can't stop yeah. looking at you, please. Yeah. Like, I think that's how they fear that they may come okay. off. But the way that I received it was like, you're being emotionally responsible. Yeah. About and you, you don't want to have this. to. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, so we're talking about breakups today. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot of breakup questions because apparently we're headed into breakup season. I don't know. Which is 
this is we're he- we're also heading into cuffing season yeah. where you're supposed to find your sweeties so that you can cuddle them all the way through winter and then ditch them when spring comes and we're all wearing our sundresses and barely any clothes but mm-hmm. so maybe you got to break up at the end of summer and then find somebody in the fall i asked i did a little poll oh, I, we talked about this i think like what's the best season to date and everyone was like it's fall it's autumn yeah it's i think so too i think dating and 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 that's fun. And then I don't like the pressure around the holidays of like Christmas stuff. And then this like what we like, got to no, – Like I presents and gatherings. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. do that with a new no. partner. Yeah. I mean no. now I do. Now it's great. But like in the sure. early stages, like if I had the choice of like it's being single during that time or like, oh, I'm going to look for somebody just to like – yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a I very intimate time. I don't want just time. anybody during, like, to take to all the holiday parties. Because <laughs> you don't know if they're going to last. Yeah, then it's going to become work. Thing. Then you got to babysit somebody and, like, yeah, responsible for how they – I don't like that. Unless, um, yeah, unless they're, like, the social butterfly, then they could do the heavy sure, lifting. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I get that. You got it. We got it. People are weird. All right. Well, let's take a quick time out and talk about one of our favorite sponsors. It's Care Of, of course. This is the subscription service that gives you high quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, powders, all to the convenience of your front door every single month. And if you guys haven't heard me talk about this a thousand times, they give you cute little daily messages. So not only does it make you feel good because it's got good ingredients in it, but it makes you feel good because it like it gets you thinking it's like a journal prompt on your vitamins every day i love it so cute yeah it feels like they're caring about your mental health as well it feels that is a much better way to put it thank you jeff (laughs) that is exactly what they're doing i love i mean i don't love that i'm getting older i wish i wasn't but i feel like as i'm getting older it's even more important to like take all the vitamins and supplements that are good for my body i wish i would have done this when i was like 20 years old and started a long time ago. Uh, Absolutely. The best part about Care Of is the very cute, very adorable quiz. And you can take that quiz um, as many times as you want, as your like needs change and as you grow and evolve and as your goals change so that they can tell you exactly which supplements and powders you should be taking in the morning in order to feel like you know, awake and ready and, uh, with energy. It's, it always helps me whenever, like before I go to do my fitness, I take my care of and yep. it's like, a and I boost. try, I'm like now on this whole, like, uh, you know, listen to the doctors and like eat how they tell me I'm supposed to eat. So <laughs> I have swapped out, uh, you know, my coffee creamer that does absolutely nothing for me for my care of collagen creamer that I just put right in there and gives me all the collagen and protein in there and it's delicious. It's perfect. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code this changes 50. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code this changes 50. Um, let's jump into these questions. Uh, let's see, which one should we start with? Let's start with this first one here, Sarah. My boyfriend of five years and I are complete, are on complete opposite sides of an issue that could potentially end our relationship. How do I hear and understand his emotions and also help him do the same for me? 
when we don't end up so that we don't end up yelling and can come to an agreement on this issue. These are, yeah, it's tough to be in a relationship where you find yourself on opposite ends of the spectrum and maybe there's no budging because you both feel so strongly on the opposite ends and you either, you have a choice of, are you going to accept this, that you're on opposite ends of the spectrum? And we can talk a little bit how to do that. Or are you going to break up because it's a deal breaker? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a really, and hopefully you learn these things about the, about this person earlier on in the relationship so that you can really think about it with your wise mind. But when you're like really attached and in love, in love, and then you find something on the opposite of the spe- side of the spectrum, that's, that's really difficult. Very difficult. Uh, yeah. So how do, how can they hear each other and understand each other's emotions without yeah. kind of like, yeah. Go and get into big fights. I think the the important thing to understand before even engaging in this conversation is what do you hope to get out of it? Mm. What is the intention? Do you want to convince your partner of that that your idea is correct? Mm-hmm. Do you? I mean, I remember one of the arguments that I would get in with an ex was on transgender issues, mm. and he was not informed and didn't and i felt like very f- fearful that if we had a child where this was something that came up in any way i would be fighting against from like a a position rooted in research and science and in actual information and his was more rooted in like opinion and feeling. And that was something I knew I was never going to be able to get over. Like I, what is my goal? Is my goal to inform him? Is my goal to prove him wrong? Is my goal to uh, uh, convince him that my idea is right? You might approach those all in different ways. You know, if, if you want to convince somebody of your idea or you're trying to educate someone, then you have to do that in a kind way that's respecting their beliefs and maybe, uh, uh, you know, what, how they formulated the ideas and the opinions that they have. And I think if we can see that and they can feel validated, then you can start maybe introducing some more information or challenging some ideas. But if you just come at it as, my way is right and here's why you're wrong, that's naturally going to make somebody put up their defenses. Yeah, 100%. And it, and it also depends on like what it is, yeah. what the thing is. So like if you're, if you're arguing about transgender issues and that is like rooted in values and core beliefs and polit- politics and what you care about and ethics. And, uh, but if you're arguing about, uh, I really love the Chicago Cubs, but you love the Boston Red Sox. Well, you're obviously an evil person for loving a Boston <laughs> team, but I'm, but maybe I can accept this. Right. Like maybe this can be kind of like a fun, interesting difference. So we get into fights about, but who cares? It's fucking baseball. Right. Um, or it does, is it like you love camping and I hate camping? That could be a fun fight, but you're going to be camping a lot and I'm not going to yeah. be camping. So then you have to, how do we compromise there? And then there's the, you know, the stuff that Sarah is talking about that goes into your values and ethics and who you are as a person. And when it comes down to it, 
no matter what, even like Sarah's dating Eli, what a wonderful, lovely relationship, Eli, America's boyfriend, yada, yada. But <laughs> I would imagine that not every single value and moral and ethic is going to like line up, right? right? Right. So there's going to be a certain amount of acceptance when it comes down to it. Uh, so when Sarah's like, what is your, what's the purpose here? What are you trying to get out of this conversation? If you're trying to convince somebody of something else and that other person is like, I am not convincible, then you take a different road. You take a different tactic, right? Then that's more about acceptance because there's going to be a certain amount of acceptance in every relationship. And you're also checking in with yourself to figure out like, am I okay being with this person who thinks very differently? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And I like to play the game. What if nothing changed? Mm-hmm. How am I going to feel in two years? In five years, in 10 years, Mm -hmm. I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't care if it's about a baseball team, but I will really care if it's about how we raise our children. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's, with this, something to keep in mind is like, all right, so you have some differences, you're not going to budge, you're going to try to accept it, fine. Can you validate their feelings and emotions and beliefs about it? Knowing that, like, you don't have to agree with their beliefs in order to validate them. Like, it's so, right. and I think we get that mixed up a bit uh, that I can only validate your emotions if I believe in those emotions or those right. beliefs or something. You can still validate the shit out of anybody, but like stepping into their shoes, understanding their experience, being really empathetic. It doesn't mean that you agree with them, it just means that you understand where they're coming from, even though you don't think that way. Yes. You know? yeah. How do you feel about Chinese food? I am a big fan of Chinese food. Okay. Jeff, I hear that you love Chinese food. Love it. I love that you love Chinese food. I'm glad that you love Chinese food. Mm -hmm. I think Chinese food is garbage (laughs) and I do not like it. So (sighs) that's it. There you go. That, I mean, so then I'm going to have to like eat Chinese food on my own. Uh, it, it sounds like you're telling me that I can eat all the Chinese food I want. I just, mm-hmm. you just don't want me to tell you that like you have to eat it with me. Totally. Yeah. And maybe you and I will negotiate about like whether or not you want me to eat it in front of you mm-hmm. or, uh, if I have to like pick up some Italian food for you when I pick up Chinese food, like there's ways around this. Uh, but like the Chinese food, maybe it doesn't define me. Maybe I can kind of like be flexible here. Uh, and I'll just eat Chinese food when I go out with my friends and you're not with us. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you, it's fat. It's okay for him to like it and I don't have to. And that's like a simple example, but that's how we have to validate if mm-hmm. we have different if and when, because we will have different opinions, yeah. feelings, exactly. beliefs and values than our partners. But if you feel like you're totally on different ends of the spectrum and you are, a, you make Chinese food for a living and that mm-hmm. you're a chef and you've written books about it and you want your partner to eat the Chinese food with you and celebrate it with you, then if that's important to you, you should go find somebody who loves to eat Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And that's a very valid and okay reason to end a relationship because it's that important to you. Uh, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> Problem Good solved. answer. Yeah.
Okay, well, I don't know about you, but anytime I've gone through a breakup, it's kept me up at night and I'm tossing and turning and my sleep gets seriously disturbed. I am at that age where I need everything under the sun, including mm-hmm. a maybe makeshift sun, like, or a, <laughs> a pretend sun to help me have restful sleep. And I am so excited to have Hatch that does exactly that. Hatch Restore 2 is this like little bedside sleep aid that helps you have good sleep hygiene. And I love it. Yeah. You want I know. sleep sounds? Check. Mm. You want to slowly wake up to like the the right light. Mm. I used to live in an apartment complex that was right across the street from a bank that had one of those terrible fluorescent lights. My sleep was awful during that time the light that you wake up to really matters oh god yeah it matters and i when i first got my hatch and put it by my bedside which by the way is very cute and very stylish i have like an expensive furniture kink so it goes well with all the stuff in my bedroom but i was like does this like alarm clock really need to be smart like does everything need to be fucking smart in my home this is the thing that should be smart because it like guides me through meditations. Yes. I can do my mindfulness exercises. And like you said, the sounds, the like soft tumbling of laundry in the dryer, the owls hooting at me, you know, like as yep. I go to sleep and, to, and slide into dreamland, it is perfect. It is so wonderful. And I can like control everything on the app. We love it. Easy. Mm-hmm. So right now, Hatch is offering our listeners. off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash TCE. Sleep deeply and wake gently with Restore 2. Go to hatch.co slash TCE to get 20% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash TCE. All right. Next question. Let's see. Uh, Oh, I like this one. I've been in a relationship for two years and I have a crush on someone else. Is it wrong to leave my boyfriend for another man? You should never, ever leave your boyfriend for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) It is never, never okay. The boyfriend should only be leaving the girlfriend, not the other (laughs) way around. That is official therapy just stance. Um, Yeah, no, of course. Uh, Of course it's okay to leave because you have a crush on somebody else. But I want you to like Mm -hmm. really think about this crush. What Mm -hmm. is going on here? Because there's so much good information that you can gather. So do you have a crush on them because you feel seen by them in a way that your current partner doesn't see you? Like, do they think that you're really funny and sweet and smart and intelligent? Do you want to feel that more often with your current partner? Tell your boyfriend now that you don't feel totally seen. Are you having, are you feeling like you're really close with your boyfriend? Now there's like these intimacy issues of like, oh my God, we're moving to the next level. This is really scary. We're moving so fast. And so you're starting to like sabotage it a little bit. Um, Who is this person that you have a crush on? Are they sort of like professorial? Are they like really cool and chill? Like, is there some sort of like characteristic about them that you're crushing on? And is that in there with it in your, with your current boyfriend? Like what there's, there's before you do anything, (laughs) I want you to just kind of like check in with yourself. Like, why is this coming up for you? Yeah. And I I think it's important to keep in mind that it's kind of like when you go over to somebody else's house, you're like, oh my God, you're, I love this. It looks so great. It's so cute. Da, 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 da. And 
if you are the person living in that house, you know how dirty the baseboards are. You know <laughs> that like they're behind the toilet is filthy. Like there's the first glance, this is all new and I'm taking it all in and you don't really look too hard and, and at like the, the mm -hmm. cracks in the, the walls and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And after a little bit of time in that place, you start to notice like, oh, oh, mm. and uh, it is sometimes the same thing with people we are crushing on. Like you don't know those things that will annoy you and drive you crazy and everybody has got them. And, mm -hmm. But if it's like one of those, I just got together with this guy that I'm them dating. Oh no. She said two years. Oh, that's a little oh, bit yeah, of, tears. that's some time. Yeah. That is some time. But like Sarah's saying, you're likely putting this person up on a pedestal yeah. because that's what we naturally do when we start to crush on somebody and you're not looking at all the red flags or flaws because – and why would they show you those things? They're probably like, you know, liking that you have a crush on them. Right. And also like it is completely normal to have crushes on people that's even okay. if you're in relation. Who gives a shit? Who right? gives like, a shit? Have crushes. Enjoy those crushes privately. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like eat, flirt if you want to, but like stay within the bounds of your relationship. Yes. Um, you can also like this might sound weird, <laughs> but you can have a crush on someone without romanticizing it. You'd be like, ooh, yes. look at this crush. This feels so good and sweet. It doesn't mean that I'm in love with them. It doesn't Absolutely. mean that I should leave my boyfriend, for, right? Yes. Um, so you can just I like, allow like we it do to that to there. celebrities all the time. And it's yeah. fine because there's a wall, like there's mm -hmm. some distance, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to get together with Miles Teller, but, you know, I'm going <laughs> to dream, you know. And uh, uh, it, it, we can do the same thing with people who yes. are in our, our, like, well, I'm not going to get together with them, but aren't they cute right. to look at? Right. Yeah, it's fine. So all that being said, I think Sarah and I made some amazing points. Yeah. So much free therapy for all of you. You're so yeah. lucky. But so lucky. if you do want to break up with your boyfriend because you have stronger feelings for somebody else and it feels really important for you to check out what that other relationship would be. That is totally fine, even though that feels fucked up. Yeah. Even though we've sort of like made this, you know, a, a silent agreement that like, I'm not going to leave you for anybody else while I'm with you. Like, wouldn't that be nice if you never got attracted or had a crush on some, someone else while you're in relationship that, but like it's life is messy. Things happen. You're not a bad person because if you do leave him for somebody else. like, And I would happens. so much rather somebody tell me and say, look, I have fe feelings for somebody else mm -hmm. and I, you know, want to see where that goes and care yeah. about you and I'm, I'm really sorry and I would be devastated. But that would feel less painful and more respectful than somebody going out acting on those feelings while mm -hmm. still like leading me to believe that we're in a committed relationship. I just mm -hmm. like the same rules for both people. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, yeah. Hey, I have a crush on somebody. I want to go outside the relationship. Then I get the same. Yeah. So you can like make it into an alternative relationship, open yeah. relationship, monogamish, whatever. Like you can have that conversation if you want to as well. Um, and just, you know, I want to validate the, it feels really hard to be in love with your boyfriend and also have feelings for somebody else. You're like, you're splitting off. That feels wrong. 
It also might be a little bit because of like toxic monogamy culture of like you should only love one person at one time and you you can't love two people at once because that means that you don't love anybody or you're betraying somebody. It's like, no, we can love more than one person or have feelings or want to fuck more than one person at once. Like, let's just be okay with that. Yeah. Totally. Free love. Yeah. And it could be like little silly things about them that you like that reminds you of, you know, something that your partner doesn't have and, and mm-hmm. yeah, enjoy that. It's fine. Yeah. The number one reason I think when I like talk to a client and they say that they've cheated or they want to cheat, it's usually because like I said before, they can, they feel more like their authentic selves with oh, this yes. other person. You can, you should go ahead and try to be your authentic self with your current partner first (laughs) before you jump ship because you are more authentically yourself with somebody else. Um, Just test that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make pretend, pretend like your current partner is that person. See what happens. Yeah. Bring that energy into the relationship. Um, Okay. Here's another question I like. Um, why am I trying to sabotage my relationship before my wedding? Oh. I am not yeah. You know, I am not physically attracted to my fiance anymore. We are trying to work on it, but it is very difficult and I am attracted to someone else now. Everything else in our relationship is great. How do I know if I need to end things? Mm. Well, <sighs> I will say this. I do see this little I don't know, like, like uptick of anxiety and, and feeling of, of being trapped of like this feeling. I see it, uh, right before people have a baby. Sometimes the, Mm -hmm. the one, the partner that's not pregnant has Mm -hmm. like a little, Oh, like these, like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like cold feet, but not really. And Mm -hmm. then it's, I see it before weddings too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, I'm about to make this really big decision and maybe I did the wrong thing. So I, I think that anxiousness is is not an uncommon thing Oh, to yeah. Have. It's so common. It's cliche to have yeah. cold feet before right. a wedding. That's like why right? they have a saying or expression. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's going... A little, you know, further, yeah. I guess, saying like, I am not physically attracted to my fiance anymore, which is interesting because you used to be. Yeah. What happened? Um, yeah. there, and so if you, if you have been the whole time and then all of a sudden it changes, I would imagine that something changed inside of you and that they could be, you could be just as attracted to your fiance as you ever been. So it, that's why it, it also feels a little bit more sabotage like Sarah's saying. Mm-hmm. There's some cold feet anxiety. I'm going into this new stage of my relationship, which means like, you know, typically when we get married, it's like I'm going to be married to you for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to ever be with anybody ever again if you're in a monogamous relationship. And you're going to have to grieve the fact that this is the last person you're ever going to have sex with. Ugh. Yeah. Like that is that is heavy shit that a lot of us do not think about or talk about. So more reasons why you might be sabotaging. Yeah. And I would be interested to know what the examples or role models for relationships were in this person's life hmm. that if – marriage equaled unhappiness or your parents, uh, one person may be, uh, uh, lost who they were or like 
there there could be a lot of things that maybe change with mm-hmm. with marriage and if that's something that maybe they witnessed in their own family or saw they learned that being married means one person has to sacrifice their wants or their needs or mm-hmm. one person is going to be unhappy or you're going to be in a, a, a you know there's that like old like oh well we've been married like you know not very exciting it's boring and we don't have sex anymore kind of thing like maybe there's those kind of Mm -hmm. ideas like in their head so it's like ah i don't want that and this is just an attempt to to not fall into that yeah trap for sure think is going to happen but might not yeah exactly think about the messages that you picked up from your parents caregivers role models also from society Uh, the world, Hollywood, TV, movie, whatever. Like you're being influenced by all those too. And you're also saying everything else in our relationship is great. (laughs) So it's just like, well, then come on. Like if everything else is really great. And could it be just that like you've been with somebody long enough to the point where it's just not spicy and sexy anymore? Like the honeymoon, the magic, the like having sex all the time, like that's just not there. So, okay, fine. Can you spice things up? Can you introduce new things? Can you be a little more sexually adventurous? Can you also, can you prioritize sex and intimacy? Because whether you realized it or not, you were doing that at the beginning of the relationship yeah. when you would only see each other two or three times a week and you'd go out on a date. You knew that you were going on a date. You would get all fancy and dressed up and smell good and trim your body. And you weren't <laughs> yeah. saying like, we are scheduling sex tonight, but you're scheduling sex tonight by going on those dates. You knew exactly what was going to go on. But then you move in together, you're in a relationship for a long time, and you don't want to schedule intimacy because you think it should be spontaneous because you're under the false belief that it was spontaneous in the first place, and it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. never fucking spontaneous. No. You scheduled it then. You need to schedule yes. it now. And like Sarah has reminded us many times, it's not scheduling sex. It's scheduling intimacy, right? Yes. yes. So. Very good. Uh, all of that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So Mm -hmm. good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) But just be aware. And I think that this is why I'm a big fan of like premarital counseling, like going and Mm -hmm. having it. You know, I I think this is why, uh, you know, the, the officiant of the wedding sometimes is very helpful in this and can just talk a little bit about what it's like for couples in this situation, what mm-hmm. normally comes up, normalize some of the feelings and give people a chance to talk about those. And yeah, in a, yeah. In a like therapeutic setting. Yeah. Premarital counseling is underrated and not talked about enough. Right. It is so good. It is so fun too. It's and very fun. You learn a lot. When you go to couples counseling and there isn't a crisis, you're just like, Let's see how well we match and let's see if yeah. we're like things that we're not thinking about. And then you get to think about like, how are you going to spend money together? Uh-huh. What's your future going to look like? Goals. How Sometimes you, you have like there? a fun therapist that has fun couple interventions that they send you home mm, with that, that are like yes. exciting and, and people uh-huh. always love those. Yes. You know, that's me. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> that <is> Sarah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That was a great, we did really good on that answer. Yeah, good, good, that good, was good. some solid shit. We're good mm-hmm. therapists. Uh, Always. 
Let's take a quick time out from all this breakup stuff to talk about something that will help if maybe, I don't know, you have breakage of another kind. I'm talking about <laughs> what's going on with your hair. Yes. Do you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? That's like half of us. And if you're among the women that deal with this, you're not alone. Thinning hair is normal and Nutrafol is here to help women with science-backed supplements. Yeah, it's so good. It's so easy to take. And we all love like the big hair. It's very hot. It's very sexy. And I know that you've recommended Nutrafol to some of your friends and Absolutely. you've really good results. Right? I recently got a message. Well, we were tagged in a message from one of the listeners where she was smart enough to take a before and after photo mm -hmm. of what she... Oh my gosh, we're talking visible scalp coverage. I love that this isn't just like a picture from the website that you know they're supplying. This is an actual listener who tried it and was like, oh my gosh, look at the results, and then shared it on her social media because she wanted the people to know that this, this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And for all you sexy vegans out there, they have yes. a vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 plus with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. It's perfect. So take the first step to visible thicker hair, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CHANGES. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CHANGES. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CHANGES. Who else do we need to cure? What's the next uh, question, Sarah? Oh, I like this one. Okay. Will relationships stuck in the makeup breakup cycle ever improve? Will there be one breakup that will snap them out of their behavior? I try to communicate, but he is dismissive, avoidant, and changes for a few weeks at best, and then right back. I'm so defeated. If I were to like say, like, okay, Sarah, mm -hmm. you just have to give me a yes or no. Will relationships that are stuck in the makeup breakup uh, cycle ever improve? Like, should you should you keep trying, or should you just bail? What do you think? Bail. Yeah, bail. I, I agree. Like yep. there's it's it's too there's like there's the addiction yep. that we talked about a little it's a bit. Habit you've built now. It's like a pattern that's uh -huh. too Yeah. There's an original blueprint that gets that gets like set. They've even tested this with rats and like mazes and like they like can lay a new blueprint down, but when you put them under stress, they will run through the old original maze, like and and instinctively go through that. So whatever is the original formula the original uh like mm -hmm. instructions for mm -hmm. the relationship and interaction for the relationship that is the underlying structure of the relationship that you can lay another one on top but you have to be really aware that under stress in times of of uh, uh yeah, like a, like a lot of, uh, of shit going on. Yeah. Uh, you're going to default and those old tapes are going to play and that old like behavior is going to come out and it is. Mm. Yeah. It runs deep too. It runs like, deep. 
it's I, I think usually in these situations it's not just the two of you creating this dynamic but it's like rooted in old past traumas correct childhood wounds <laughs> that are also playing out in this relationship so it's not so much like can you two work it out and get back together it's like you need to do some healing and therapy or do a fucking walkabout or talk to your mom about not getting enough hugs. I don't know what it was, but like there's some deep stuff. And that's why you keep on like literally re-traumatizing yourself every time you go back into this relationship. Uh, Here's where I do think it can work is if it's one of those, we were makeup break, get together, makeup, breakup, blah, blah, blah in high school, like young, then they get married to other people. Then they get divorced. <laughs> then they meet again at the high sc- at the high school reunion twenty years later, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so different!" But we, ah, uh, that's romantic yes. magic right there. <laughs> that that seems to work. Like, that is the only way it's going to work. People. That that I've seen successfully happen. Like you know, it needs because, to be yeah. like because it's hard in those situations where it's like make a breakup. Say one person does, we can. Those are often that um like trauma bonded relationships where you're saying like they're rooted in in old stuff Mm -hmm. and say one person does go i'm working on myself i'm gonna grow i'm gonna not bring these things to the relationship it is not often that two people grow at the same rate you will find one person grows and the other person and is waiting for the other person to catch up and then grows resentful and upset and angry that the other person isn't getting there. And then maybe they'll break up and then the other person catches up and the other person's holding those resentments from the time that they were like, well, I told you this before and you didn't do this and da, 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 da. You know, I yes. see that. Oh, I see that all the time. Yeah. I experience, I live this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've gone through this a couple times of the breakup makeup, yeah. trying to make it work. And uh, it, it never worked. Even I, the therapy Jeff, was not able to figure this out because it was rooted in too much stuff. And like Sarah's saying, way too much resentment and contempt that's built up that gets triggered so incredibly fast. So yeah, break the fuck up. Go on with your lives, have different relationships, grow as a person, and if you're meant to be, and you'll find yourselves at that high school reunion yes. 20 years from now, and it'll be wonderful and a, such a great story to tell. Yes. But no, it's probably not going to work out. So save yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're probably yeah. addicted to that uh, uh, yes. heightened emotion oh my god it feels that, so good oh the right sex and the high highs low low like oh oof, my don't you, that we're not looking for you know every time i i start you know work with with not every time but often i have like a, a you know like the greatest hits like these are like mm. the things that in like the first few sessions like we're going to talk about like mm-hmm. and i'll often draw this kind of like up, down, up, down, like squiggly line with like high highs and low lows, you know, like one of those mm-hmm. and, uh, and say like, this is, this is, you know, maybe what we have, but mm-hmm. what we're going for, and I'll draw a straight line across the paper is something that's a little more closer to mm-hmm. center that doesn't feel, it won't feel like uh, peaks and valleys. Like it feels yeah. a little more, it, and it's not. I remember when when I started entering relationships that were more stable, we'll call it more like mm-hmm. he- healthier. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I'm like, "Is this boring? 
is this like not fun? And I'm like, right. no, this is safe. And that's just unfamiliar to me. Right. And I think like, you know, uh, making those sort you know, like, do you want this up and down relationship or do you want something more level? It's kind of like, it's, you can actually ask yourself this question, like Sarah's saying, like, do you want to be, what's more alluring, a relationship that's chaotic and exciting or a relationship that is harmonious and stable? And if you want to choose chaotic and exciting, then deliberately make that choice and know that it's going to be a fucking roller coaster. Have fun. have fun. Eventually, when we like exit our twenties, hopefully, you you want to choose harmony, even if it doesn't feel familiar, even if it feels a little boring. That's typically what we're going for. So you're deliberately choosing chaos and excitement and unpredictability. Have fun, but you're going to make a different choice later. So you can make that now. Or I would get tired. Can't do it. It's like not sustainable. It's. Mm-mm. It's reactive. It, it, it fucks you know? up my whole life. I can't work well. I can't like, I'm anxious with my friends. I don't know when I'm going to get a text back. It's just, oh, I fucking hate that feeling. Yeah. 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 Oh, it really does infiltrate everything. Um, okay. Another question. Let's see. Here's one. Okay. Um, Let's see. I love this changes everything podcast. I'm going through a breakup right now. And even though I know my ex is not good for me and I do not want him as a partner, I cannot stop thinking about him with other girls and romanticizing him. Ugh, help. Uh, (laughs) You got to flush the drugs down the toilet. (laughs) Flush them. That, that you're, 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 Paint, you're helping your imagination because my guess is she's cruising through social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to toggle breakup mode. That's on your what phone. I'm saying. Like, yeah. go, go cold turkey, <laughs> flush those drugs. Mm-hmm, that is, mm-hmm. you got to block them. You got to not look. It, it feels tormenting because you're imagining that. You yeah. got to replace the thought. It's very natural and very painful to think about what it would be like if your ex was hooking up with somebody else. I don't know why we think about this all the time. I do it a lot myself, and I just hurt myself every time I think about it. Um, There's something like, you know, it's... Maybe that that would feel like the like he's officially moved on if he's with somebody else, or that would just be like so incredibly painful for him to like intimately connect with somebody like that. Um, like that feels like the real like nail in the coffin or something. It's 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 hard not to imagine sometimes when you're like spinning and you're on you're on these drugs and you're going through withdrawals of like imagining them with another person. So like that is normal. Please pivot your thoughts like, as yeah. best you can. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when I think it's really helpful to have crushes. Mm-hmm. And I go out and just try. And I know it's so hard, but, and sometimes it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, This this is I, I tend to get fall into a little bit of that like well fine I'm gonna like revenge like hotness <sighs> revenge state, like 
Oh, um, you think you're going to date them? Well, have you seen my new hair? Like, do not get bangs. <laughs> whatever you do, no tattoos, no bangs. Don't do it. But what if it. those bangs and, really frame your face well? Then I mean, maybe go like, for it. No? Still no? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, just saying, I... I uh, <laughs> I've I've seen maybe two good bangs after post breakup, but uh-huh. most of the All time right. it's been like, oh, you know. So <laughs> stay away. Don't ladies. make any decision, but like this is the time to just be selfish. Like, go I like, get yeah. flirty with people and go like pour your time and energy into you. And I like that advice, and I feel like it's not talked about a lot. Is that like it's okay if you're kind of obsessing with your ex? It's okay to start flirting with other people. It's even Sometimes. okay to to maybe like go on dates or have a casual relationship as long as you're forward about where you are, how recent the breakup was, where you are emotionally, what's going, on, what you're looking for. Maybe just just a distraction. There are risks, right? Like. Um, sometimes you might fall for somebody and this feels so good. So you're going to like fall for them really hard because you, this, you're avoiding your grief or your sadness. Uh So you do have to be like emotionally savvy and mature and responsible. And if you're just coming from a place of desperation, maybe not, but, and maybe it's just like the far away crush, right? Like Sarah's a babe. I'm a babe. Crush on us. We're free crushes for everybody. Right. Definitely. Yeah. But if there's like, if you want to go ahead and like enter the dating scene just a little bit, get on those apps. Even I've gotten some like shitty, like people telling me that this is not a good idea. And I recognize maybe this isn't the best idea. But if you want to sign up for a dating app just for the validation, <laughs> just for the matches, okay, fine. That's okay. Yes, you are kind of like leading people on possibly. But we love the validation. Uh, it, it's tricky because you're replacing one drug with another drug, maybe. But it, but we're looking at like the harm reduction model here. Yes, like, I'm with right? you. I think yeah. it, I think it's fine, and as long as you're not like leading people on and not, yes. you know, you can be ethical. like. So everybody's swiping and putting people. Like you don't have to message right? them. You don't have to no. like just do it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I um, like. Yeah, let people push back on that one. I get harm Mm -hmm. reduction model. Exactly. Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah, along with – so one more feature that I want to be added to breakup mode is that I would like Apple to scan all of the conversations I've had with my partner and periodically send me reminders about why we're a bad match, Mm -hmm. why it did not work. Because you cannot fucking remember that right now and you're putting them up on a goddamn pedestal, right? There is a woman who I want to say she graduated from Yale in computer science and she – was like as a lot of people are struggling with going like what's wrong with me like how come i'm having so many bad dates like mm. and and maybe it's something with me so she developed an app that will scan your you can upload your oh your exes, conversation like oh. your conversation your messages that you had and it will it uses like a ai like you know ai mm-hmm. to a analyze the conversation and determine where it went wrong. It rates you on like different categories Mm. and different, you know, factors like sexiness or communication or like nurturing or those kind of things and like time together and, and whatever it was. And then it'll give you a percentage of like your compatibility. And I did it with my co-host from the brain candy podcast. And I did it with Eli 
and I scored high, uh, uh, just three points higher with uh, my co-host from the Brain Candy Podcast than I did with <laughs> Eli. We scored very low in sexiness because we don't have like sexy conversations um, over text message. But if you're somebody who's looking to do this, that it's called text from my ex, I think. And oh, yeah, I loved really it. Cool. It was really cool. But they yeah. do assume that the person conducting the test is a female. And I wonder how it, it, it almost seems like that with the answers. So I wonder how it would change if you were a male yeah. and, and like how that wording would be different. Uh-huh. Like it seems like it's very like hetero and yeah. straight, just so you know, limits, putting out there yes. people. Yeah. So yeah, this is like version 1.0, maybe version 2.0 will have, you could select for genders and, That's and really funny. what type of relationship, but yeah. yeah there i did i i had an ex we're like buddies now and she was like having uh conversations on hinge or whatever and it wasn't going well and she didn't know why and she took all those conversations and put them into chat gpt and then okay. she asked chat BG, chat gpt to be like what what am i not seeing? like these this isn't working out for me what am i not seeing why do you think it's not working out and chat gpt had some like very basic analysis that she wasn't even thinking about like, <laughs> like what like do you remember any of it um where it was like this like like it seems like they're really excited and you're oh. not like you're wow. it's sort of like you're not matching their tone uh so she was like oh i don't think i'm validating the experience yes. that they're having or she's just, she's more meh and they're more excited and then they feel rejected. And then they're just like, I'm not going to continue wow. on with this. That's very helpful. That yeah. is how to use AI and that chat GPT yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love, what a good idea. I know, right? Guys, if you took anything from this episode is <laughs> run your thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that and be like, how can I be sexier in my text message? This episode is packed with just yeah. these golden nuggets for yeah. all of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but all of this breakup talk is making me hungry. And you know what else it's doing? Making me not actually want to plan or decide what mm. I want for dinner. And lucky for me, I have Green Chef, which is now owned by HelloFresh, that gives me a wide array of meal plans to choose from. Something for everyone and It takes me minutes and I don't have to think, I don't have to go to the grocery store. It's all comes like pre-packaged and and like, or what do you call it? Like measured out. Mm. I don't even have to get out my measuring cup. Mm -hmm. I love this. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like with fall coming, that's always when I start to not eat healthy and I just like sink into the comfort foods or spend a lot of money on takeout. So this is what I do in order to like keep eating like natural, organic, healthy, tasty foods that are really easy to make. Uh, whether I'm single or dating somebody, it's always something. Uh, and, and, and even if I I can make it and then I can save it for the next day, yep. the leftovers taste even better somehow. That's my hack. Days. Even though it's just me and Eli, we order for the family of four mm-hmm. and then we make all of it. And then that becomes lunch the next day because I'm not going to, you know. No. Yeah, who's? I'm not stopping. Uh-uh. It's day to Green cook Chef. A meal? meal? No. Yeah, no, 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 no. Thank yeah. you. So we think that you should go to greenchef.com/slash-sixty-tce and use the code sixty-tce to get sixty percent off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash six zero tce and use the code sixty-tce to get sixty percent off plus free shipping. Um, okay. okay. How about another, another one? one. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, my partner and I have been dating for a year now. I recently found out from his friend that he has cheated on me while I was on holidays. Now I'm stuck in this limbo between if I should take him back or walk away. He realizes what he's done and takes full accountability for his actions. However, I'm torn between leaving him and getting back together. And starting over. And starting yeah. over. Yeah, because you really do. I think that last line is is very wise. And she says, I'm, I'm torn between leaving and getting back together and starting over. Because you really do have to start over if you're going to choose to be in that relationship and, and look, move past that or forgive him for those actions. Yeah, like Sarah's saying, like it's the old relationship is over. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, were, a lot of times are thinking like, I just want to get back to where we were before. It's dead, babe. It's gone. So right. Now it's dead. Gonna, right. <laughs> you know, it, I, just, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing to you. Quick answer. If you, it, it, like somebody cheats and mm. uh, you find out about it, is there a possibility for that relationship to survive after cheating? Yes or no? Yes. Me too. <laughs> yes. yes. Correct. So sometimes like, you know, we may be quick with the no's in other ways, but sometimes things that people think, oh no, how could a relationship survive this? Relationships survive infidelity all the time. And it is an okay thing that can lead. And I mean, not okay. Like, you know, don't do that. <laughs> it's not but okay, like, but it's, it's, it's recoverable. It's recoverable and it could yeah. lead to more closeness, believe it or not, and better mm-hmm. communication and better mm-hmm. understanding in a, uh, of who your partner is. Yeah. And I don't, I don't tell me how you feel about this, Sarah, but I think that like when we're in relationship with somebody, we usually cut them a lot of slack on lots of things like, oh, you're not washing the dishes. You're not communicating the right way all the time. You're, you know, there's like, you're not going to be perfect all the time. But when it comes to fidelity or like not cheating, you have to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. There can be no mistakes ever. And that is a big ask. I mm-hmm. get why you want that and why I've asked for that in relationship. But like, don't you think maybe we need to cut people a little bit of slack if something like this happens. Yeah. And I yeah. think that what becomes difficult to do that because a lot of people can see that, you know, where it's something like, oh, I just didn't throw out or didn't like load the dishwasher. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like one moment of, sure. of like a, a misstep or like forgetfulness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is maybe I, to me, the, the severity of it is, how much thought, how much effort, how mm. much deception. You know, I often will say it's not the crime, it's the cover up. Like if somebody <laughs> is going to great lengths to lie mm-hmm. about it or be deceitful, that mm-hmm. to me is worse for the relationship than just the, oh my God, I went out this thing. I like this mm-hmm. thing happened. I didn't, I didn't want yeah. this to happen. I, I, this is not what I'll never do it again. Blah, blah, blah. You know. Mm-hmm. Gonna and I, I like, I like that this guy, is it a guy we're assuming he's a guy? I don't know. I like that this person who cheated is taking accountability yeah. for, yeah, for his actions. It's a guy. Uh, so I, and when you take accountability for cheating, you have to understand the pain that you've caused, mm-hmm. the betrayal that you've done, the trust that you've broken, how you've made it so that you can never go back to that original relationship and a new one has to start. You have to like, you have to know why you did it. So a lot of people say like, I cheated. I have no idea why I did this. 
fucking figure it out, dude. Because right. if you if you don't know why, then it right. could very well happen again. So yes. it's not the good excuse that you think it is. Like, I have no idea why. This isn't who I am. Totally. Right? Good point. Yeah. Great point. And, and Great the, point. the couples I've worked with that have been able to move past this have the the partner that did the cheating was able to very clearly communicate why mm-hmm. and why it won't happen again how things are different mm-hmm. yes. that is really good yeah and then this feels like it might be victim blaming but hold on i, I just want you to like if you're the one that got cheated on is there possibly, how did you maybe play a role in this? You did not deserve this. This is fucked up. I hate this for you. Like they shouldn't have cheated on you. But what happened? Did you pull away? Were you stressed out? Were you like frustrated? Were you like demeaning? Were you taking all the power away from them? Like, what is it that you did? Because two people were in this relationship together and this thing happened. You probably had an effect. And, yeah. and just be curious about it. I'm not trying to blame you or, or pin this on you. It is not your fault. They should have been like, I don't feel seen or I want more sex. Or they should have been like more direct instead of cheating on you, whatever. But we have to look at how the system sort of like made space for this to happen. Uh, you know what I mean? Does that oh, make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In relationships where I was the one who got cheated on, I definitely worked with my own therapist to understand how, even though that's not okay as a response mm-hmm. to my behaviors, like what, how am I contributing to the dynamic that existed at mm-hmm. that time? And mm-hmm. if I don't want that dynamic again, I have to understand my role in it. Mm-hmm. Because if I bring the exact same thing and Mm -hmm. they bring something different might be just as we might end up with the same result. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So there, so yes, I, and I think that I feel like I read a statistic about this. I have no idea why I read it, but I think that statistics are that most people stay together after infidelity. And that's also what I experience as a therapist. That might be, I mean, they're coming in to stay together, so it's a little biased. Uh, However, I've seen many people, I've counseled lots of couples uh, getting through infidelity and and it's cliche, whatever, but like they're stronger and have better communication because of it. And yeah, Uh, but it's hard because a lot of times our friends and family and society is just like, dump that asshole. You don't deserve what the fuck is going on. If you have any self-worth, you're going to leave that person. And that is so black and white and it's so much more complicated and nuanced. And don't you think if you ask a couple that's been together for a long time and they consider the, 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 the relationship to be a healthy and happy one and you ask them like, how did you get to this point? You will almost always hear, we went through some really difficult stuff and we were there for each other and this is, you know, there's a lot of, we went through difficult things. Mm -hmm. And so getting through the difficulty of moving past and beyond infidelity Mm -hmm. is, can be one of those things Mm -hmm. that requires both people to be very vulnerable and vulnerability creates connection and helps us bond and could lead to a, a, better relationship in the future, more understanding and compassionate and, and Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, 
there, there's, I get a lot of negative feed or criticism sometimes when I tell couples right after you define the relationship first, talk about what is cheating? How do you define yes. cheating? Cause we all have different definitions of cheating. And then what if there is a cheat? Well, what if I want to cheat? What do we do? Do I keep that to myself? Do I talk to my therapist? Do yeah. I talk to you about it? Or what if there is a cheat? How do we handle that? What am I going to say? You know, if you plan that out and especially this feels weird sometimes, but you've just defined the relationship. You feel really happy and solid. You can actually have this conversation a lot easier right now when you're totally in love and you don't ever imagine cheating on that person. It's so much easier to have that conversation now than later when like the shit hits the fan. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. And now you set the expectations so you could hold people accountable and Mm -hmm. it's, Exactly. And now yes. you're clear and you can be like, well, this was our agreement. So yep. you're going to stick to it. And then you do. And then you're an ethical dater. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So much harder doing the more. Yeah. Good answers. Good answers. Good answers. What a great yeah. episode for you all. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. we hope that helped if, you know, you're going through breakups. It's something mm-hmm. that, like we said, is a painful process and heartache. Whew. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Uh, I feel like we could even do a part two of this because we have a bunch more questions about Yeah, breakups. and people love breakup information in episodes because yeah. there's a lot of sad babes out there. So, And we've all gone through it, you know, yeah. so we can relate. Do you remember that show? I think it was on MT- – movie. It was on MTV. I think it was on MTV. That was called In Together. That was a about a boy band, but it was like a parody yes. movie about a boy band. <laughs> and they yes. had a song – Called the hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> and the, I yeah. think about that anytime anybody says the word breakup, my head is like, breaking up is hard <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that like that was a parody movie, but that song was an amazing song uh, that should have like topped that, the charts. There were multiple movies that came out at that time. I will also say Xenon Girl of the 21st Century had some bops as well. <laughs> sure, like that. Sure. It, those that was a good that was a good time for yeah. for, for TV movie music. We peaked, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Well, we'll leave you at that. I hope that everybody goes and uh, listens to that song right now and uh, <laughs> listens to many more episodes. While you're there, give us a five star review, of course. Yes, and uh, uh, tune in next time for uh, this change everything. No, yes, that's the show I'm on. This yes, that's what we're okay. talking about. Andrea, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> No, keep that in. Keep that in. Keep it in. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Okay.